Good morning, everybody. Oh, it's so good to be in the Lord's house. This is our fourth week already. Four weeks have passed. The month of July, we have it under our belt. Nothing too crazy happened on our watch. We're excited. <laughs> so far, so good. Um, if I haven't met you, my name's Kenzie Garza. It's my husband, David. We're honored to pastor here. Um, I grew up in this church. My parents were the first people through the doors 30 years ago, and they, like, begged them to stay, like, people, oh, my gosh. Um, and ever since then, um, the church has been through lots of different seasons, but here we are. It's still standing. God's still working. He's just beginning, actually. And um, I have um, a word that I really feel is timely uh, from the Lord. And this week, you know, it's been nice. It's been awesome just sitting and listening to David speak the last couple weeks. And it's been just like this theme of hope and, and being ministers of that hope and, and uh coming in, being transformed by his presence, and then going out and just declaring that hope to our community and to our city. And um, this message, I want to further, I want to hammer in that vision that we have, that that's, that's 100% um, what we see God doing at Othello Foursquare. Um, so if you're going to title this, if you're a note taker, I'm a note taker, that's the only excuse to have your phone out, Bible app, notes app, okay? So, if you are naming this message, it is called For Such a Time as This. So, this week, I was sitting on my couch with my baby boy. My mom has him. He's only six weeks old. Um, so, obviously, you know, moms, you spend a lot of time sitting, feeding the baby. And so, I have a lot of time to just think and uh, I was just really asking God, like, what do you want to say? What do you want to do this week? And I was really reflecting on this whole, this whole COVID thing. It annoys me so bad. I don't even like talking about it. Honestly, like, I didn't even want to even mention it because I'm just like, I feel like everywhere we turn, that's all we're hearing. But it was like, God wanted me to, to sit on this thing. Like, hey, Let's talk about this, this time that we're in, you know? And I'm like, you know, there, this is literally the weirdest time. I feel like all of us, years from now, we'll talk to our kids about how crazy it was when COVID hit, right? And not only COVID, but you got racial tension, political tension, protests, um, everything under the sun, it feels like it's hitting at once. And who has had to get off Facebook because it's not helping. Like, it just makes you feel like all of these problems are magnified. And it almost, to be honest, I was sitting there like, it would just be easier to even just be, live in a different time, you know? Not this time, right? Like, let's be real. Like, who has thought that? But God reminded me. He's like, hey, remember what I said? You were born for such a time as this. So when I was 15, 
I went to my first youth conference with some cousins and people from church. We um, drove down to Redding, California. I didn't know what to expect, but that was a marker, a milestone for me spiritually in my walk with Jesus because that was a week that I really encountered his love in such a tangible way. Because one thing to grow up in church, and I did have a heart for the Lord. My heart was tender for God, I feel like, since I was a little girl. But there comes a point where you have to have that love encounter with God face-to-face, right? Where you feel him and see him and know him for yourself. So that trip was it for me. I, I went to this youth conference, and God just blew me away. And what he did was um, gave me this, this word through five different people. You were born for such a time as this. And we know that's, that's from the book of Esther. Um, but I had five different strangers that I had encountered throughout that weekend at that youth conference that had prayed over me just um, during worship or during prayer time after, during ministry time. I had five different people say the same thing. You, God wants you to know you were born for such a time as this. And so that always stuck with me, right? Like that was a while back, (laughs) not 15 anymore. And that's always stuck with me. Sometimes I forget, but at this moment, sitting on my couch with my baby, feeling overwhelmed by the situation of the world, God said, but you were born for such a time as this. So I want you to think about where you were when COVID hit. That was a couple months ago, March. I mean, more than a couple months ago. Oh my goodness. But... I want to take us a, a few steps back before COVID, leaving, leading up to this whole shutdown. So the last six months to a year have really been, they had been really hard for me spiritually. I was in a dry place spiritually. I, um, for, let me explain. I was coming off of three years of doing full-time ministry in Cookville, Tennessee with my husband. So we went there for baseball, and God had opened up a door for me to, to be on staff at this church. So I was, I was leading worship at a mega church. you know. I was leading the college, this thriving college ministry with my husband. I was watching baseball on the weekends. Like, life was perfect. Life was good. I, and I didn't have babies yet, so it's like had all the time in the world, hang out with friends, like whatever. Um, so that season of life, I saw God do so much. And I had this purpose. I had this title, you know, like I, I, was, I was somebody, right? And David gets drafted. We are so excited. Um, but that means, you know, we're going to move back home, like, for the off-season, all this stuff. And we're like, so we moved back to Othello. So fast forward to this past year, I'm staying home with my daughter. I'm loving being a new mom. But at the same time, I'm, like, battling these feelings of just isolation, feeling totally void of purpose. You know, I went from, you know, having this, this, you know, name, this response, I had this responsibility, I was, I was doing all this stuff for the Lord, right, and then I go to being a mom, being by myself at home, I had so many really deep friendships in Tennessee, I come back home, I haven't been back to Othello in a long time, you know, so it's like, the friendships aren't there, I'm lo- I'm feeling these, like, these feelings of loneliness and disappointment, I was disappointed, 
And that, that feeling of disappointment was just at my door, trying to just take hold of my heart all the time. And I would just keep telling myself, you know what, this is for a purpose, like, you know, like trying to stay above water, like we're pursuing my husband's dream. But at the same time, I felt like, what about my dreams? I felt like God had forgotten about me. Um, and then I felt guilty for feeling disappointed. Has anyone ever felt like that? Like, I shouldn't feel this way. I'm pregnant with my baby boy. I have my daughter who's little, like, that I'm experiencing all these firsts. I shouldn't feel disappointment. I shouldn't feel this loneliness. And so guilt was on top of those things, right? So I was ready for a change, okay? March comes. We're getting ready to go to spring training. We literally pack up all our stuff because that's what we do every year. We're going to go travel for baseball. And I'm like, this will be so fun. It'll be good, you know, to just have a change of pace. David drives our stuff down to Arizona, drives right back up because literally, like, it couldn't have been worse timing. They're like, hey, MLB, NBA, you know, everything shut down. So it's like all the guys literally got there, boom, right back up. I'm like, you're kidding me. You're kidding me. Like, this is ridiculous. So David comes back up, and I'm like, I'm happy to be together. We have this random break, but I'm like, no, like, we're not supposed to stay here. Like, I was supposed to leave. Like, I don't want, like, I'm like, my mind was already checked out in the sunny weather in Arizona, right? And I didn't even get the chance to, like, feel the sun. David came right back up before we got a chance to fly down. So instead of moving forward, we were standing still. It was a waiting game. And my frustration grew. I felt like I had no purpose. But then... As you guys know, as David's explained our story a little bit, all this stuff has happened through COVID where it felt like chaos. God was setting everything up in the background. He was setting all this stuff up to bring us to where we are now. And God has really spoken clearly to me. Like, And when we were singing that during worship, just prophetically declaring, even when I don't see it, you're, you're working. God is like, hey, that's been me all year in your life and so I've been feeling that like here we are today I'm like God when I felt void of purpose you were moving everything around in the background you were setting things up for me his purpose for me never changed but I just needed to be reminded of it he woke me up and reminded reminded me I've made you for this time and that is the word for our church for you individually. You were made for this time. Esther 4.14, that story about she becomes the queen and it seems at the worst time, right? They're about to slaughter all the Jews, her people. Like how much worse could it get? And Mordecai, her cousin says, for if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. What would appear to man as the most tragic, unfortunate circumstances, like it could be right now, that could be you right now. It's tragic, you've lost your job, you've lost, I mean, we've, we've totally had to rearrange our lives, right? But to God, these are the most opportune times to move and set his plan in motion. 
God is strategic. Write that down. God is strategic. He is not accidental. He's not, he's not coincidental even. He, we often hear like, God works in mysterious ways. Don't you feel like kind of people make, like, say that just to kind of, because they don't really have any clue what the answer is, so that's kind of like the cop-out, like, God works in mysterious ways. And, like, he's actually saying, hey, did you know that I desire to let you in on my plan? Like, he is mysterious, but guess what? He wants to uncover and reveal those mysteries to us. Daniel 2.22 says, It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. Daniel 2.28 says, However, there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he had made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will take place in later days. Ephesians 1.9, He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he purposed in Christ. Job 12.22, He reveals mysteries from the darkness and brings the deep darkness into light sorry i'm going so fast joshua <laughs> jeremiah 33 3 says call to me and i will answer you and i will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know the word it's clear that god does work in mysterious ways but guess what he's like hey if you seek me i want to tell you what i'm doing God is saying that during this time, during this time that feels dark and it, like people are afraid. People are crippled by fear. He's like, hey, believers, hey, church, do you want to know what I'm up to? I haven't left. <laughs> yes, I love, I love how you guys, <laughs> they're making me feel awesome. Like this is the best message on earth. <laughs> okay. God has made you to be born. He's caused you to be born at this time, at this moment in history, for a purpose. Why were you born during this historic pandemic? Is it accidental? No. He has caused you intentionally and strategically to be placed where you are right now to be a minister of his hope, as we've been saying the last couple weeks. He's not random. He doesn't just plop us down. Like in the timeline of eternity, God didn't just go, oh, yeah, I'll put them there and then there. He strategically placed you, set you down within time and space that he thought up to accomplish his will. Galatians 4, 4 through 5. You know, we're talking about this timeline of eternity. This is what he did with Jesus. He looked at this timeline that he created and he set him, set that plan in motion at the perfect time. It says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. Do you believe he has set you up for a divine moment to see his kingdom come to earth. Because remember, we're, we're ministers of hope. We are children of the light, as it says in um, 1 Thessalonians 5.5. 5. In a time where darkness is running rampant and it feels overwhelming, we remember we carry the light of his glory. So darkness isn't actually darkness when we show up. 
we carry that light. Jeremiah 1, 4 through 10. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. That's what I told him this week. I I told God that. (laughs) But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a youth, for to all whom I send you, you shall go. Whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. When the Lord put on his hand and touched my mouth, then the Lord put on his hand, touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Beloved, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have set you this day over nations and over kingdoms to pluck down and to break down, pluck up and break down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. You weren't formed yet. You weren't thought up. And he knew you. That should change us. That should wreck us in the best way. He was fully aware and knew you completely. He, before Jeremiah was born, he said, I have set him apart to be a prophet. What has he set you apart to do? Because he is strategic. And guess what? We don't have to go day to day kind of surviving through this time. Because God has a specific assignment. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. He has saved you for those good works, and he's also prepared them beforehand. So it's not like he is thinking on the go, like figuring out as he goes. He has good works prepared beforehand. We need to grasp this truth right now. This changes the way we confront this time and this season. We must understand the moment we are facing is not unfortunate coincidence, but a divine moment. You were brought here, and even today in this service, for such a time as this. When we recognize this, our circumstance doesn't just happen to us. We happen to the circumstance because we are walking boldly in intentionality because we carry his spirit. We have to say this within our heart, Lord, I believe you made me for this time, this season. You weren't destined to live an average life and just survive. If the Holy Spirit lives and dwells inside of us, which it says all throughout the word, we can't approach life like the world does. So look at this time and how everybody's approaching or just um, reacting to what's going on. If we truly house, we are the home of the Holy Spirit of God, it wouldn't make any sense for our lives to look like somebody who doesn't know Jesus or that, you know, that doesn't have that, that relationship with him that he dwells with, within them. This is for me. Like, I feel convicted by this. My life should not look like just anyone else's life because the Holy Spirit is power. 
And so if I carry that, I can't look like everybody else. I can't react to the situation like everybody else. I carry hope. Don't give in to the temptation of the typical life. That's not what you were destined for. That's a temptation, right? To have the typical, to, you know, follow the average um, expectation of what life should look like, because that's easier, right? <laughs> but rather than destined for average, you were desti- predestined, predestined, meaning determined in advance for his glory. You carry his glory. Ephesians 1, 4 through 5 says, He chose you in him before the foundation of the world. That's talking about that timeline again, the timeline of eternity. Before he created the world, he chose you. That we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us. There's that word again. Predestined us for adoptions as sons through Christ Jesus according to the purpose of his will. Then verses uh, 7 through 10. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth as a plan for the fullness of time. There's that again, that fullness of time, Christ coming and accomplishing God's will. As we press forward, knowing God has called us for this time and place, we cannot forget that it will be hard. (laughs) It's not an easy road. Like the, the gospel never promises easy he does promise to be with us but he he never said it would be easy that's why we need him he wants us to need him right it will be hard but current hardship isn't even worth comparing to his glory that will break through in fact when it looks the worst right now sometimes it feels that way (laughs) when it looks the worst is when god shows up When it looks the darkest, that's when we can anticipate his glorious light to burst through the darkness. Romans 8.18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Romans 8.28 And we know that that for those who love God, all things... All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose, which is you. He works all of it together for good. Even the stuff that the enemy is completely convinced he's winning on. He uses that too. He turns everything around for good. Genesis fifty twenty. This is Joseph talking. We know how, how much hardship Joseph faced in his life. And then he was promoted to royalty at the end of the story, right? And he's telling his brothers, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. 
And we can look at our situation. We could look at, even if it's uh, not a situation, it's a person in our life. It could be something that you're like, COVID's nothing. This is a great, way greater pain. And we can look at that and say, you meant for evil, but God is going to turn around for my good. I was talking with David last night. We went to a, a wedding uh, over in the Seattle area, so we had lots of time in the car, and I was just sharing with him like what I wanted to share today. And we just were like, talking back and forth about that like when it looks the worst God is like hey hello I haven't left I'm doing something and it made it just took me back to we had friends over last week and we were talking about um I don't know how we got on this but we were talking about um Easter which is like not even right now but it's okay the all of Christianity is about Easter anyway so we were talking about the death and resurrection, and, and um, that, that middle day, Saturday. So Jesus goes to the cross. What was everyone feeling on Saturday? We look at, okay, this is, the, this is the center of our faith. Okay, Jesus took on that hill, carried his cross, carried it to his death. He was literally on the way up the hill to die. There could be no greater darkness, okay? There was nothing worse in all of history. He took on every evil, every, every form of darkness was on that day. And it couldn't have looked worse. It was the most hopeless, most hopeless situation most hopeless moment in all of history to see the king to see God die and they didn't know what was coming that's the thing how would you feel if your best friend you were watching them being slaughtered and you're thinking okay are you gonna you're God right are you gonna save yourself are you gonna come down now are you gonna make them all feel dumb like please any moment right and that day ends and he's dead. The next morning, they wake up. He's still dead. They go to bed that night. He is still dead. The enemy was completely convinced he had won. He was completely convinced. And that is when God chose to display complete power. In the darkest moment when it felt like complete defeat God burst through and rose from the grave so why would we look at any dark hopeless situation in our life and not expect resurrection and not expect him to come through because in the midst of dark times God is setting the scene for revival to spring forth. And he is choosing you to take part in it. Do you believe you were created for such a time as this time? If you believe that, I would want you guys to stand to your feet.
I do believe that this is a word for each one of us, but I do feel like the Holy Spirit is, is really speaking to some specific hearts right now. Your path, your journey to even getting into this room, it's not accident. And there has probably there there could very well be some ugly things that you have faced. And that's not at all, you know, oh God, God made like made this terrible thing happen to me. No, but God is so good in his kindness, he uses all of those things to show up and to and to show us his goodness. So I just want to pray over us as a church that our boldness would be restored to us in the spirit. That we would recognize I am on assignment. I am placed in this time, in this moment in history to further the kingdom of heaven. So, Father, we lay our hearts before you. Show us again our purpose. We are not void of purpose, God. We give you our disappointment of the what-ifs or what could have been or just the stagnation of of not moving forward because we've let that disappointment or that failure weigh us down. We lay that down at your feet and we pick up hope because we were born for this time. We were placed here for this time. Father, I thank you that the power of your word, it does not return void. That your word today is piercing the hearts of your people. We stand here as a declaration to say, I was born for this. So I will not let hopelessness reign in my life. I take your hope and I carry it with me. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.